Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic, and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera editing and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Burchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite Cowgirls with Cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Hey, Cowgirls, it's Kim with Be More Business. Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. Welcome to the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. This episode is entitled The One Where They Hit the Road. We have all been having a lot of traveling and we apologize that we haven't gotten a ton of episodes out lately, but it's because we've been out doing what we love to do and that is shooting. We have lots of adventures to catch you up on and also this topic of us being gone and traveling and the craziness that happens in summer, which should be a super relaxing time, got us all to having a conversation about self-care and how important it is. So we want to catch up on what we've been doing and all the exciting things we've had going on, but also talk to you about the very important topic of making sure as your life gets crazy and you're out shooting and having fun to remember that you are in need of some self-care yourself. So girls, welcome. Let's have some fun talking about where all we've been. (laughs) I feel like I just saw you guys last week. Was that last week that we were all together or was that farther away? Because it feels like it was last week. I'm still recovering. (laughs) A little over a week ago, yes. It's not been that long. So you guys have been in the last two months. Has it been two months that you guys have been, Phyllis has been to Iceland to, where have you been, Phyllis? Because you and Kim have been going nonstop. I'm the one that's been home more. So where have you guys been this summer? Well, let's see. I've been to Iceland in June. Of course, we all went to Dry Head. Which is Montana. In July. And then August, of course, Kim and I did Art of the Cowgirl summer event and Big Timber, where we had some participants for our photography clinic there. And then I went from there to Utah and stayed with a friend that I had met on Instagram that I had never met in person, Trudy Smoen, Nature's Signature Photography. And then we went up to the Tetons. So we went to Wyoming, Idaho, and Utah on that trip. And then you guys came in the end of the week and we all drove to Nevada that weekend. So to the Cottonwood Ranch event for our first Cowgirls with Cameras official event, which was a big hit. 
We loved it. Yes. And in the middle of all of that, I went to Wyoming and back to the Powderhorn, which I felt very sad because the two of you weren't there. But now we're heading in another week. I will get to see you at the fall Powderhorn retreat with EPNet and Kareen Shippers. So super excited about that. But I tell you, girls, I don't know about you, Phyllis, but I'm a little tired. From all this traveling. (laughs) I do have to say that I had a big case of FOMO when I saw those amazingly beautiful skies you guys had at the Powderhorn that week. That was some really beautiful light and beautiful beautiful skies that you had for for your group it was and it was it's rare in wyoming especially to get those like thunder cloudy skies in august it was very much um a delight for us to shoot in that kind of weather however we did have to skedaddle out of some shoots because those clouds came with lightning And it was very close to us. And we ended up cutting a couple of evenings a little bit short just for safety purposes, (laughs) because we're all out there in the sunflower field (laughs) shooting pictures and there's like lightning all around us. And I'm like, this is just like crazy. Look at us. We're so obsessed with horses and sunflowers that we're willing to risk our lives (laughs) to get a good photo of a of a horse with a sunflower. Yeah, but those dramatic skies you got with the sun flowers were just gorgeous. I think they were worth the risk. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would have been there in a heartbeat. That was, I hope we have something like that in October or September, I'm whenever October, it is we're going. <laughs> we have fall color and that we have another workshop miracle and we have snow. I'm preparing for snow. I've got the warm heated jacket that's battery powered coming. I, or it's here already. I have my cozy toes, <laughs> heated footies, and my long johns. So if it slips into the 40s, I'm gold. This Florida girl will be warm still. Speaking of self-care right there. <laughs> you know it's uh, down in the 30s sometimes when it snows. <laughs> I just talked to Ruby, you know, from where we just left in northern Nevada. They had their first frost their last first uh, frost. Just over the weekend. Yeah. So. I saw that too. So we got out of there. I don't want to say just in time, but whew, we got out of there just in time considering I didn't bring a jacket. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, cute. I'm working on a Christmas gifts for Phyllis and Kara. And I crochet. This is how I don't stab people, especially when I'm traveling. And uh, yes, crochet (laughs) hooks are blunt. This is why I don't knit. I crochet. But anyway, Kara's like, I've been working on her for a scarf for a little while. And she's like, did you get it done so I could use it right now? (laughs) Because it got a little chilly one morning. (laughs) Well, it's because you were knitting it while we were on the drive. So, (laughs) or crocheting it while you were on the drive. (laughs) Yeah, blunt instruments, not sharp. I'm glad you mentioned that. I got to be sure to add you to my Christmas list. Oh, wow. Thanks. (laughs) Nice afterthought. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I know you're making So all of this is to say that we have been on the road nonstop headed to events where we've been leading photography, educational events, retreats. We've been participating in them. We've just been traveling for photography in general. And it takes a toll. It really does take a toll. And I think we're all really happy to be home this week. But it got us talking about like all of the 
exhaustion and the self-care that is involved when you're on the road pretty consistently during a short period of time. So that's what we wanted to talk about today was how did we survive this summer? And it wasn't just about being in beautiful locations and taking pictures. There's a business that has to still run. We have families, we have animals, and then we have ourselves, our own physical bodies that we have to take care of. Okay, we've been talking about what we've been up to. So let's talk about what we've been working on this week, especially knowing that we're getting ready to head back out again next week. Kim, do you want to start with that? Sure. I am doing probably what the same thing you two are doing, and that is playing catch up on getting things done. Now, I have a big event (laughs) that I actually leave for on Monday. So a week from the day we're recording this, I'm headed out to the Touched by a Horse Summit, which I go out to every year. And I wear many, many hats at that event. I am a technology director. (laughs) So I'm there to answer a lot of technical questions about things that I normally don't work with, like presentation equipment, like projectors and screens. I also have a booth because I do a lot of business consulting with this group of people. And then I'm also a photographer. And then I'm premiering my new book and my tarot deck, which is finished and going to be available for sale in mass quantities at this event for the first time. So a lot of things I've been doing is prepping for that. And my big feather in my cap is within the last week, I have become an official publishing company. I have a book available on Amazon called The Little Book of Big Sales Moves. And it is a little book. I'll warn you, it's only 86 pages. Congratulations. That's right. I got my copy on Saturday. Came in the I mail. love it. So Kara got it before oh, I, I got to even see it. You have to go online and order it. <laughs> oh, I thought she was just sending out copies willy-nilly. No, <laughs> you have to order it. I went online. I think I was the first one to buy her book. I'm going to say I was, was the first one. So I believe you were. Yes, I Alice, believe you were. the small business owner. Don't expect her to send it for free. <laughs> gosh. But I learned so much in this self-publishing process. I had a blast doing this. And I told Kara earlier in the week, like, it's all I want to do now. I want to write books. I want to make more books. I figured out the process and it's easy peasy. So that's what I've been up to. And my tarot card deck is off at Marathon Press. And I'm super excited. I'm expecting the proof deck to show up in my hands, hopefully today at some point. So I'm super pumped to get those done and in front of people and and start using them and reading with them. So a lot of my week is getting ready for that. And I'm actually looking forward to Powderhorn because Powderhorn is going to be, even though I'm one of the leaders there, it's going to be a little bit more relaxing than the week before. Well, congratulations on the book. I was, I'm really proud of you. And I know Phyllis is too, just, you made it sound so easy, but the truth is, is that most people- That's awesome. Maybe they have a book in them, but most people don't get around to actually getting a book written, getting it published, and going through all of that process. So congratulations. And the fact that you can now purchase it on Amazon is pretty cool. We'll definitely have to put a link in the show notes so folks can find it if they want to go check it out. Congratulations. I'm really proud of you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So I have been preparing for the busy 
equine equestrian portrait season. So part of my business is I do a lot of portraits this time of year. I've been holding off doing creative consultations because I've been out of town. So this last week has been a lot of meeting with clients, planning out their full session and just doing a full creative consult prior to their actual shoot date. So things like getting contracts signed and model releases and scoping locations and preparing them for their entire shoot, basically, is getting the whole thing laid out for them. So I've been doing that. And then when I returned from our Powderhorn photography workshop, when I get back from that, I'll be able to start shooting the autumn portraits. It should be cool enough here for that. I've also been in anticipation of that refreshing my studio space, getting it ready with new samples and getting rid of a lot of the old stuff that I don't sell anymore. I switched some vendors around this year. So I have new like frame corners, new product samples, and a lot of the old stuff needed to, I wasn't selling it anymore, so I needed to come off the walls, which is a whole other thing. Like, what do you do with all the artwork that's on your walls that you don't sell anymore as a photographer? So it's like you can't store all of that stuff. So I've been trying to figure out how to move it on and get it out of the studio so that there's room for the new products that I sell, that they're up on the walls and clients can see them when they come in for their viewing and ordering appointments. And then the last piece of it is it's been back to school for us. So my son is back in school and it's nice to have that routine again and to be on a regular schedule with like a school schedule, but that comes with its own crazy. So soccer practices and games have started. He's also playing tennis. He's in a coding for kids class. And, you know, then of course there's like regular schoolwork and reading and all the mom stuff that comes with that. So it's been a fun time, but also a hectic time. And just trying to get that kind of all squared away and in a regular routine has been my last few weeks. Phyllis, what about you? Well, I, I guess just like Kim said, I've been, uh, for being gone for almost three weeks, I'm just playing a lot of catch up and uh, getting uh, correspondence sent to past participants with model releases and other things that I had promised them I would send, working on Upcoming events and registration, I'm really behind on getting my Iceland next year dates out. I was late getting wow. them, so I'm late getting my pricing. And I mean, it's full. I'm actually full for the next two years, but I'm just now getting the dates out to those people. So, And then Dryhead as well, I think will most likely be full. Getting my newsletter, my weekly newsletter, and trying to do blog posts, I'm kind of behind in getting some blog posts done. Wow, just organizing, culling, editing images from from the recent trips. I haven't even worked on Iceland, let alone the more recent ones. You've got to put them to work. Yeah, I know. And I think in between all this, of course, going with your self-care theme for the day is is being sure that I'm good about taking care of myself because <laughs> I if it's pretty here at home I'd rather be outside than sitting in front of a computer so and since I've been home we have had a lot of pretty days starting to be a little bit cooler and trying to spend some time with my family and friends that I haven't seen in a while my niece is getting married in December and we're throwing her a bridal shower in November so trying to start planning for that well, with my sister and I have to admit, as much as I'd love to go, I have two more trips left for the year, and then I'll be home for the holidays, which I'm really excited for. The two next trips are going to be low stress for me because Powderhorn, Kim is in charge, not me. And then when I go, I'm going to Canada for fall color, horses in fall color with Katarzyna. She's going to be in charge. So I'm excited about those two trips because that's going to be me trips. <laughs> 
And that's about it for me. I think that launches us nicely into the self-care portion of the program and understanding that in all of this, we are so busy all of the time, especially as entrepreneurs, as parts of families. We all have different roles that we have to play in life, mothers and daughters and sisters and friends. And then we have interests and hobbies necessarily outside of photography and then a business to run and shoots to go to, and it can get really, really overwhelming. I have uh, had a lot of health issues this year. Earlier in the year, I was dealing with a surgery and all of that. I stayed at home a lot and relaxed a lot. And then I got back into doing shooting stuff and found out my body was just like, hey, wait a minute. Hello, I'm exhausted. You need to not push me so hard. I'm getting older, which is like really sad for me. Getting old sucks. It's definitely not for I the week. I refuse to believe that's happening to any of us. Yeah, it's definitely not for the week. It's only happening to you too, not to me. <laughs> Yeah, so I've definitely fought with exhaustion and that's caused a few health issues that I'm now dealing with because I have always been able to push through it in the past. My go-to method was to just keep on going and my body is like, yeah, that's not going to work this time. You need to take care of yourself. You need to relax. You need to sleep. You need to rest. You need to not push so damn hard. And yeah, that's been a huge realization for me. So self-care is at the top of my list. What about you guys? Where does that fall for you? It's historically not been a priority for me. I've always been someone that, you know, everything else came first. And if there was time for self-care, then that would be something that I would do last. And part of that for me was because I would get frustrated because when people talked about the topic of self-care, they would say, oh, just go take a bubble bath or get a massage. And it would be very frustrating for me. Like that's not like getting, taking a bubble bath isn't going to solve the fact that I have all this crap to get done. Getting all this crap done is going to solve the fact that I need to get all this crap done. So it would be very frustrating for me. And the whole thing, like get a massage or go to yoga or no, that's not who I am. It's not something I enjoy and it costs a lot of money. And it's not something that when I'm already feeling overwhelmed and already have a high workload, I'm not going to put that in. It's expensive. It adds more stress to my day. And honestly, if I tried to do that, it would feel like another thing I wasn't getting done or another thing yeah. I was failing at. So for me, it comes down to boundaries were the biggest thing I did for self-care for myself was setting boundaries and not just in work, but setting personal boundaries with friends and family, setting boundaries around what I was going to allow myself to, how I was going to allow myself to schedule a week out, and then also scheduling boundaries with my clients and my business and those sorts of things. Everything from the number of sessions I'm willing to take in a week, the types of sessions I'm going to shoot, how far I'm willing to drive to a shoot, because that cuts into the time. All of these things helped me more than anything else in my self-care routine is setting those boundaries. And then the other big thing that I started this summer, which helped a lot, was I call it the social media detox because I was getting stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted and fatigued all because I wasn't doing what Instagram thought we needed to be doing. And it was one of those things where I used to enjoy going on social media and it was making me feel physically sick 
to get on social media and try to put work and energy into something that really wasn't doing much for my business. And I was really struggling with that. So I did a little detox. I went away for a week and did nothing with my social media, didn't look at it, didn't respond to anyone, set everything on auto, sent everybody that wanted to inquiry with me to my email so I could talk to them there. And I'll have to tell you, it felt really good and it was hard to come back from. So once I was social media free, it was really challenging to go back to social media. But what I learned from that was it's okay. My account didn't disappear. My business didn't disappear. I gained more by taking a break from it than I did by constantly trying to keep up and meet the needs of an algorithm. Those are the two biggest things, setting boundaries and social media detox that I do for myself that I feel like make the biggest difference in my current level of self-care. Wow, that's uh, really helpful, I think, to a lot of people, Kara. Like you said, setting boundaries. And I don't have any problem with setting boundaries. <laughs> You're a good boundary setter. Um, I guess because I'm the yeah, oldest of the three of us. you don't take anyone shit, do you? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I, I, do take, I do take their shit and then I hold it inside me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> which isn't good either. So yeah, I guess because coming from the my past business life, and because it was so stressful when I showed horses or when we had the breeding farms, and that was stressful, highly stressful compared to what I do now. And like I said before, when I get home off a trip and it's and it's pretty outside, the last thing I want to do is sit in front of a computer. So it's sometimes it's really hard for me to set the boundary of that I really need to work. <laughs> but when I'm on the road, I know that, you know, having, especially when you're with gr a group, uh, you know, with each other in the group and everything, sometimes having alone time is, is so rare. So I know that when I'm on the road, I do try to just have a little time on my own, even if it just means stepping away from the group and going outside and enjoying the sunrise or sunset and just getting up a little bit earlier, staying out later, or, or maybe even just enjoying those moments of sometimes just leaving my camera down instead of shooting. Of course, then I have FOMO if I'm not shooting. But my sister once asked me, she says, do you ever just enjoy the moment instead of thinking you have to document it? And, and I realized that a lot of times I don't. So I, I am trying to do that more just actually enjoy what I'm seeing instead of thinking that I have to document it. Because we're so blessed to see such such beauty, beautiful light and beautiful scenes and beautiful people on our events. And and, and the people that, that are coming to spend the week with us at our events too are, I love getting to know them and spending some personal time with the people that join us. Another thing for me is, since I've been I wouldn't say I want a health kit, but trying to be healthier is just being sure I get my walking steps in every day, at least 10 to 12,000 steps every day, especially when you're on the road because, you know, eating right is so rare. It's so difficult I mean, sometimes. the food is usually, well, the food is usually so good when we're at these ranches that we're mm -hmm. overeating because, and then we're eating at the wrong time of day a lot of times. Um, we try to, to set it up where we're we're not eating too late, but sometimes it's just not possible. Just trying to schedule your eating a little better and, and getting those steps in. I think exercise and just getting some free time alone is really good for, for self-care personally. It's so easy on the road to be in the car eating in, you know, food that you don't normally eat and sitting in front of a computer editing all of the amazing images you just captured. Like it's so tempting to to do that a lot. But I think you said a, you made a good point. Like there were several times at Cottonwood where I would go looking for you 
where did Phyllis go? Where did Phyllis go? And you would be taking a moment and like taking care of yourself. And I would go and interrupt you because that's, you know, me. <laughs> so uh, Phyllis, can you come do something for me? So we would, you know, I would interrupt you. But the truth is, is you're setting a good example for the photographers that are at the event as well by letting them know it's okay. You don't have to sit in front of their computer the entire time, that it's okay to get up and go out and walk around and enjoy the scenery. And you don't have to be 100% photography focused every minute of the event. I think for me too, I personally, I, I know this is, a, this is a rarity because most of us really can't wait to get to our images. And I, and I feel that way too, but I don't like to edit on the road. I prefer to edit mm -hmm. at home when I have time to sit and let images kind of percolate a little bit. <laughs> and sometimes something that I, I may look at right when I get back from a shoot, I may go, oh, these are terrible. I, I got nothing. If I wait and let it sit a while and I get home and I, then I look at them, I'm, I have a different perspective about yeah. them. Plus, I'm not great about editing on a, you know, on a laptop anyway, because I'm spoiled to my great big screen at home that I'm able to, to edit on. So I think that's part of the reason I do that is because I just don't like to edit. I don't like to sit at a computer on the road. I know I need to, but I don't. I know Kim will spit out two, three hundred images in no time, which I think is amazing. Kudos to her. Yeah, that's not me. It's Lightroom. It's just knowing how to use my tools effectively because <laughs> well. I don't want to sit there and do it for that long. I've gotten really, really good at being able to, one, shoot for what I want, and two, being able to run it through my process really, really quickly and with a lot of focus. And as sitting here listening to you guys, I think that the thing that I'm learning about self-care, which has been a huge thing for me to learn, I'm with Kara. I traditionally have zipped right over the top of it. Everyone else has come first and everybody else's business comes before mine. And at the end of the day, if there's a little bit of time left over, generally I'm too exhausted to do anything for myself. I think the biggest self-care thing that I have adopted in the last few years is to strive towards being unapologetically me. For many, many, many years, I changed who I was to fit the role that I was standing in and whatever it was at that moment in time. And that's a lot of effort and a lot of work. It's a lot more work to stand in a role or a position and take that on even when it's not necessarily exactly what you need or want in that moment. And I have become more myself, more publicly myself, not just privately, but more unapologetically me. And I still apologize for it. I'll still put I'm sorry in front of it, but it's getting to be one of those sorry, not sorry type of situations where I need to take this time for myself or no, I don't want to do that. Or I really would rather be doing this thing than what I am doing. So I'm going to wrap this up correctly and then I'm not going to do it again. So taking on a lot of overwhelming work is not who I want to be. I'm a light, easy person. I don't want to live a life of carrying a lot of weight on my shoulders for other people's expectations. And so I'm putting some effort into being unapologetically me. I like that, Kim. Because I think you have made me do that. <laughs> Quit apologizing for the way I feel or the way I would rather do things or 
just because it's not your way doesn't mean it can't be my way. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks. I'm still young and believe I can do it all, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not uh, <laughs> learning my lessons, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it'll happen when you turn well, 50. I think I can do it all with respect to... Yeah, I think I can do it all with respect to photography, but not with respect to business. So that's that's something I'll leave to you, too. You know, I think that this summer and all of the stuff that we have done this summer and how busy we've been with Cowgirls with Cameras and with our own, you know, our own personal businesses has really made all three of us stop and take a look at our self-care. So that's why this episode, I think, is so timely. So it's perfect for those of us who are coming off of a crazy summer and getting ready to roll into the busy portrait season or the busy photography season of that comes right before the holidays. So hopefully, if we all spend a little more time taking care of ourselves through this time, we can enjoy our holidays a little bit more. Maybe we won't be so overwhelmed and exhausted and sleep through it. There you go. All right. Are we ready to give people a challenge? Let's give some folks a challenge to do. do. So your Cowgirls with Cameras photo challenge for this episode is to share a photo from somewhere that is not at home. So I know you've been on some type of adventure this summer, even if it was an adventure to the local park or somewhere else, or if you haven't been on an adventure, there's still a little bit of summer left, or at least a little bit of summer weather, hopefully where you're at. Go take yourself on an adventure. Remember back in school, when you went back to school, the teacher would always say, what have you done with your summer? And you had to tell the class what you did with your summer. Well, I would love for you guys to tell us what you did with your summer with your photos that you share with us and use the hashtag CWC photo challenge. That's right. I'll be online looking for them and I would love to share them. So if you tag us, we'll come looking for them. Tag once again, that's hashtag CWC photo challenge. And if you can tag Cowgirls with cameras, that makes it even easier for us to find you. So thank you everyone for joining us today. We are back at it again after a crazy summer schedule. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you aren't already following us online, please hop over to Instagram at Cowgirls with cameras. You can also check out our website. We're going to have new events coming up that you can join the three of us at very soon. All right. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.